Hey, Mugwarts. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Hi, Erica. As she takes a sip of her tea. I was going to do ASMR. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches ASMR drinking tea. (laughs) I mean, that was the ASMR part, right? Not hearing anything. Did you not hear that? (laughs) You didn't hear me go. Okay. Do it again. Well, I almost choked on my hot tea. (laughs) Maybe that's a bad idea. Uh, and there's whiskey in it Whew. Okay. Ooh, nice anyway yeah. hello oh. welcome to wormwood and witches i'm erica this is tally what up and we're here to talk about the strange and unusual and witchy things and unusual yule tidings and that's today's episode yeah. <laughs> so like i like today's episode yule tidings maybe? i know because it's not it's <laughs> Yeah. It is very questionable whether these yeah. are actually Yule tidings <laughs> yeah. based on the people or the characters. The content, the subject yeah, matter. That we that we've the individuals that we've chosen to cover t- in today's episode. So Yeah. yeah. Um do you what's have witch- witchy oh. woo? Yeah, I was gonna say, what's your witchy woo? Hoo hoo, witchy woo. <sighs> I'm struggling with with those um like there's nothing good going on you're like there's nothing good in the world fuck everybody (laughs) yeah that's kind of where I'm at um I feel less stressed the last few weeks at work have been really stressful for me and I felt really bogged down so this week I feel better now that a report is out for editing and such which is a really lame witchy woo, but I feel better. Um, so I don't know. And now I feel like I can actually focus on creating stuff for my market coming up this. Yeah. When's your market? It's December. (laughs) I'm like, do I really want to say anything? Cause I, uh, I'm really behind and I don't know how much I'm going to get done, but plug it. It's, uh, December 18th, (laughs) December 18th at New Terrain Brewing in Golden from noon to six. And it's it's always a hot time. It's super fun. I love that market. It's, it's like where everyone in Golden goes to shop. I, I am very behind on Christmas shopping, aka I've done close to nothing because like I literally just got the trees up, like my regular one and then my oh. black gothic one. Yeah, of course so, you have. I but wanted- I will say that <laughs> that new terrain one was very good because that 
I found a very good gift for my sister out of that one. Oh, nice. Got a girl that like paints like she did like cork paintings on um trucker hats. So uh, oh yeah, yeah. Get, I know like... who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm so busy, I don't ever get the chance to shop or look around or even see who else is vending. So yeah. You're I slinging mean, your wares. I know. I mean, that's the kind of the bad part about uh being a vendor sometimes is Except for you, when you were my buddy, I was able to That's actually right. walk around. <laughs> but um, I was like, yeah, go pee, get food. Yeah. I got it covered. You showed me how to do the point of sale system. Yeah, it was all that you needed. Yeah. Get it together, Tom. So do you have fake trees? I do. I used to, I grew up with real trees, but mm-hmm. my aunt gave me one that we got like now, like probably close to 10 years ago oh nice and so that's, that's kind of a nice. regular one and then a couple years ago last year was the first time that i got it so maybe it was last year that i bought the um the black one from that's cool valmart so oh really <laughs> yeah it was relatively affordable nice so i had a black christmas tree so i love it I used to, I really like real ones, but um, I like to cut them down in the forest. Legally, you get a permit. Everybody don't come at me. Um, and at first I was kind of against it, but then it's like, oh, oh, it's to help forest fires. Like I'm, I'm all about that. Like that's totally cool. And it's like fishing. You can only get a certain size. So they give you a kind of a, like a tag that goes around the base of the tree. So it ha- can only be so many inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool because you get to kind of hike around the forest and look for your tree. But um, I, I slack ever since really moving up here. Like it, to me, it's easier in uh, Colorado Springs when I live down there mm-hmm. because the forest is like right, right, right there. there. Um, whereas here you have to go like two hours out of your way unless um, you are smart and get a permit to there's you can there's like 200 permits issued in a lottery system for Golden Gate Canyon in hmm. Golden. So um, and I I met, like I screwed up one last year on how on the lottery system and uh, then this year I completely forgot. I was like, how is it December already? But, but what Tom, like, this is what Tom does. <laughs> We're so like, not necessarily cheap about it, but kind of, cause I don't want to, I don't want to go to a farm, like, you know, like mm-hmm. not a farm, but a, um, yeah, like a, the tree farms where they plant them or whatever. And I'm can, not, you know. that's a little better, but I mean, the places where they're just selling trees oh. that come from Wisconsin or, you yeah. know, and I'm just like, ugh, I don't really like that. But what we do is he will go to Home Depot and mm-hmm. ask for the cut part of the tree that they're going to discard. Mm-hmm. And we bring those home and decorate those. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> So I, like some, I know. So and every year you never know what it's gonna look like. Sometimes it does look like a little 
Charlie Brown tree. Other times, yeah, other times it's just like palms of leaves and stuff. And that's kind of what this year is. So we have to finagle it and tape and like not tape them, but wrap them together to form a tree. So, oh my God, I love it. Yeah, that's what we usually do. (laughs) I love it. I know. And he gets it for free. So he doesn't pay for anything. It's just a scratch. I know. I got tired of cleaning up the pine needles. So, yeah. I mean, especially on carpet. I was like, fuck that. That's true. And really, um, I can't put any glass or breakable ornaments on there because the devil cat himself, known as Ellie. (laughs) Don't let her talk about you that way. I know. I know. So, uh, but yeah, anywho, so we're, we're here again, celebrating Yule Tides. Wait, my witchy woo. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, I sent in Pippin's Bark and Bark DNA test. So I'm very excited to see what he is. I did that with Oscar too. And I, I, dude, like trying to like get swab their cheeks and stuff for 30 seconds i was like is there gonna be a swab left on this before like pippin chews this oscar was chewing his too and he thought i was coming at him with like i i i don't know some death needle i have no idea but i started sweating i I was trying (laughs) holding him down it was very traumatic no for for something that i didn't think would be because usually he's so chill like I put my fingers in his mouth all the time, but me coming at him with that swab was the swab, not having it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Is there going to be any swab left on this thing?" So, <laughs> fingers Hopefully crossed. So. I'll be excited. So Tally and I did a really fun thing this past weekend, and we went and took our pictures with compass, the compass, with compass, um. And uh, the, I like that they're like vintage Polaroid pictures and everything, but it got us thinking about non-traditional Yule tiding Christmas, whatever. Tis the season. Um, but hold on, entities. we didn't just take our photos with the Krampus. We dressed up in our witchy garb. But of course, yeah. Would we roll any other way? No. No. <laughs> I did. It was really bizarre. Just before then, I got a little shy about doing that. I don't know why, but everybody in there was like, oh my God, you look amazing. <laughs> well, I, hope, so. I hope that it's because sometimes when you like go to these things, then there's like always that judgy asshole. I think that's what it was that I was thinking that there would be judgy assholes, but there weren't. Well, or I didn't notice. I just heard people saying just other people in the store we were in um ritual craft they were saying that we looked amazing we love you you look adorable we're like what this is what we always wear that is true and you got me out of the house with black lipstick on and i actually kind of liked it uh black lipstick looks amazing it's like it looks good of the traveling pants it looks great on everybody yeah i even took a selfie of me wearing it i was like hey i look kind of like it anyway i I digress (laughs) so today i'm going to be talking about i 
was on the Tiki Talks. The Tiki Talks. I found this phenomenal, like, small two-parter, um, and I can, like, link it later, of a scary entity um, mm-hmm. that hails from southern Germany, uh, Bavaria area, Austria, very much like Compass, uh, called <laughs> Frau Perchta. And I had never heard of this person thing crone lady before so uh i thought i would uh sort of pseudo quickly cover cover frau perched uh today so i like it she she does kind of remind me of like uh the goddess or whatever that's like the at the beginning of the beauty and the beast uh movie where she you know like goes and knocks on the door and like tests what is essentially the beast of what his intentions like would he like give her some food to eat and some shelter and of course when he says no she turns into like this like beautiful goddess and then is like you shall forever be cursed because you're a piece of garbage so (laughs) she kind of reminds me like that because she has that duality i've never seen beauty and the beast Oh, so I do not know what you're talking about. Oh, well, I'm the only one that doesn't know what you're talking about. So it's fine. I've never everybody else is on board singing. Be our guest. I have no idea. So that's why the beast is a beast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he was a dick. Ah, uh, Okay. Was just like, oh, she's disguised as an old hag and Mm. knocks on the door. Um. And so this is kind of like reminded me a little bit of Frau Perchta in the sense of, but like Frau Perchta is definitely like way more metal. Than oh, okay. <laughs> Very Krampus like where it's just like, you're like, I'm pretty sure that this is supposed to be Christmas, but there's like demons running amok. So what's happening? Yeah. Um, But so she has like that sense of duality essentially and i'll get into a little bit of why that is but essentially um the catholics are the ones who had turned her into this crone lady that uh is depicted usually as she either has like a really intense beaked um or crooked nose and chin or sometimes she's depicted as having a beak um, and that she a has beak? like, that's terrifying. Yeah. And then she has like a deformed chicken or goose foot. No. And she walks with a cane and she's just supposed to have like this like really gross, like skin and like really disgusting smell, like putrid smell that like kind of comes with her um Mm. and supposedly so she shows up on your door like uh, like usually around yule so like 20th 21st around that time and her her time frame here is to epiphany so the 6th of january like so we're talking about like again like the 12 days of christmas which I know we had talked about in the past about Epiphany and I always fucking forget other than it's January 6th why it's Epiphany like I, oh, I'm right. like 
I'm like, I need to go listen that and like listen to our old Yule episode. Right. Um, and well, right. And <laughs> remind myself the 12 days is at, like during and after Christmas up to January 6th. Yes. Yeah, like, that's right. Why it's called Epiphany. Again, I forget every fucking single time. I'm sure all the Catholics are going to be yelling at me. So, and there's like all the rituals that you're supposed to do. It's um, the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles as represented by the Magi. Is that oh, right? Oh, yeah. Like the gift of the Magi. So there you go. Mm-hmm. That didn't really um, answer it for me, but... I don't feel like that's what we said. Christ. Uh, no, I don't. I feel like it was something else too. But, um, uh, and there's like rules that go along with it, right? That you're not supposed to eat. So you're technically not supposed to eat like meat on January 6th, the 12th day of Christmas. Um, you're supposed to, or you're not supposed to eat red meat particularly. Mm. Um, but so Frau Perchta will come to your, your home around the 20, 21st of December and she's going to knock on your door and I would fail this because she's going to make sure that uh, your all like the, the materials that you can spin into yarn and, and cloth and stuff like that have been spun and that you offer her um this disgusting concoction called perchte milk which is gruel with fish in it and she's going to also make sure that your home has been cleaned that's why she's so i would that's where i would fail well i would fail that too like like <laughs> she's like, oh, like you don't gets in the me. corners she sounds like the worst mother-in-law yeah like, making sure that your like corners aren't dusty and all kinds of shit and she's gonna also make sure that you haven't been like lying or anything so basically she's gonna make sure that you've been like this good citizen and you've been doing all these things um getting your work done and stuff like that but I will give her credit because she also wants you to partake in Yule tidings, like mm. all like an epiphany, like there's usually like a big feast and stuff like that. So she she's all about that work life balance. So I got to give it to her for that. But she's going to knock on your door. She's going to make sure that like all these things are are up to her snuff. Yikes. And if you're good, she's going to give you a coin. But if you're bad, that's where shit hits the fan. Man, Uh, all that for a freaking coin. I know. I know. (laughs) I was like, I don't think you could get me, like, even pay me to clean my own house. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. I think I I might have to go for the bad. How bad (laughs) is it? (laughs) Oh, so if you're, you don't have these things done, whether it's one, two, all three or whatever, uh, she is going to slit your belly open. Oh my god! And stuff you with pebbles and hay, and then she's going to sew you back up, and then she's going to stomp on you with her her goose foot. So she's going to make an example out of you. Uh, and it sounds terrifying. Like... I might clean my house if I knew that was a real threat. <laughs> 
maybe i'd be like just end me or just or yeah or just end it (laughs) just end it all (laughs) but so like i said the catholics have like turned frau perchta into what she is of what i just described and so originally frau perchta was likely linked to birchta or bertha uh which is a goddess meaning bright or shining one and Mm. this depiction actually goes back a lot further um so she's usually depicted as this like beautiful woman she's all in white she has white hair she's like just like this like very like like reminds me of like this like silvery shining star right you know because it's like snowy outside um but she is supposedly the goddess that like uh looks after children and um still upholds like uh you know not not the taboos like the of the things that you're supposed to be doing like these like social norms and stuff like that but she's Mm -hmm. like more like this like beautiful maven and protects children and has like a more positive aspect to wild yeah so and so a lot of um people especially jacob Grimm of the Grimm brothers thinks Mm. that they're she's more closely related to frau holla and the nordic goddess frigga and Mm -hmm. um i have like the note on my phone that actually frau holla is dated back to uh 197 ce so before common era uh bce so um so pretty like that's definitely really old right like this like depiction of her uh and she's usually associated with birch trees which like duh because she's white and you know birch trees have a white trunk and stuff like that and is thought to be the keeper and the watcher of the forest and kind of like all the cute living little creatures in the forest and i thought that how do you go from that to (laughs) i'll get there i'll get there for sure i didn't know Um, if there was an explanation i'm excited to hear and i thought it was cool too because um since she's the the keeper of children or like looks after children um there's this connection to Heinchen, I think is how you pronounce it, um, which oddly means cricket in German, but it's essentially Heinchen is the, are, she's like the keeper of all these children that died in infancy too, and um, but that were never baptized. And it totally mm-hmm. reminds me when I was in I- Ireland, we would visit these graveyards called Killini, I believe. And they're like these like graveyards specifically for children who were not baptized. I was like, damn, this is like wow. That's a bit Catholics harsh. are very intense that they're like, you pleb children, you get buried over there. You were not baptized. <laughs> pleb children. Like, fuck. Like, yeah. I mean, no one's no one's safe if you're not ca- wait, what am I trying to say? Never mind. <laughs> Um, but I thought that it was kind of cool that she's kind of like considered this goddess or whatever, like, and this woman that exists liminally between these two spaces. Um, and so that's also why 
she's thought of being closely related to Frau Perchta uh, because uh, there's Birchentag, which is the like the 21st of of December to Epiphany. And so life mm. and death and thinking about these like bit bookend pieces in time and space. So um, I don't know. I thought that was cool. And I think they've also talked to her about her being a shapeshifter too. And I'm trying to remember where my notes were on that, but I can't seem to find them. And I have a cool story. It's not, it's actually not about Frau Perchta, but it's about um, Birchta that I found. Birchta's the nice, pretty one or yes. whatever. Okay. And so let me get to my story. So uh, according to, so this is from German Girl in America, which was a, a solid source that I got a lot of my information from. I'll make sure to link that as we normally do in our show notes. But uh, the story is, according to one of Bircha's le- legends, a woman who lost her son in infancy saw him in a field with a group of other children each carrying a jug, following a lady dressed all in white. As the white lady stepped over a low wall, the other children followed her, but her son couldn't go over. She raced over to pick him up and take him in her arms. He smiled at her warmth, but said to her, Don't cry, mother. You will fill my jug with your tears, and it will overflow. I am safe with with the white lady. The weeping mother stopped crying, set her son on the other side of the wall with the rest of the children, and was able to return to her home, content that her child was being looked after. And so I thought that was like a cute little story that kind of talks about cute slash sad story. That was really sad. (laughs) Of, of, uh, you know, like this, like, again, that she's this goddess that watches over children and she's like kind of even the caretaker of them even after they pass. Yeah. Yeah. That Um, part's nice, but yeah. Um, so again, there's that duality though. And that, um, oh, this is still part of, of, of Birchta. Sorry. So there's the duality that she has, um, what, the Germans call Spinstubenfrau, which uh, sometimes then she's has like this ugly side where she has a splayed foot because she's been working the wheel, right? Like the spinning mm-hmm. wheel. And that relates back to Frau Perchta. And that's, that may be where like the goose foot also comes into play that maybe it was like a deformed foot from working the spinning mm-hmm. wheel so much right. that like the the goose foot may have somehow made its way into that depiction um and that's i oh here it is is that the goose foot may be or the deformed foot uh may be an indicator of her shape like that she can shape shift uh which i thought was very cool and in bavaria there is i'm gonna butcher this Rum, Raunacht, which is the time between again Yule or the twenty first to Epiphany, and the Bavarians have a tradition during this time that the souls of the deceased and the devil create mischief on Earth during this time, 
and to protect against the evil spirits, people smoked out their houses with incense, cleansed them of evil, and this is the origin of Ronacht, night of smoke, but there's mm-hmm. another possible explanation that the word may also come from uh, the rough, hairy demons dressed in animal skins who keep people awake. And so it kind of sounds like this like weird-esque um, Halloween where people dressed up in ghostly costumes and the villagers proceeded to drive out the spirits with noise and their ghoulish appearances and like dress up kind of as like this like ugly version of Birchta slash kind of Frau Perchta. Um, so that way like they can kind of keep the evil spirits at bay. Um, but so getting back to your, like, when you, you were asking, how does this pretty white lady become this like ugly crone white wearing lady? Yeah. So Frau Perchta or Perchten sometimes, uh, Birchten or Bertha was basically to uphold traditions and, um, go against like these taboos of like being lazy and things like that that you're supposed to be getting stuff done like you're supposed to be like a good citizen and in the sixth century the catholic church kind of had you know a hold on this area and they wanted the women to denounce uh birchta or bertha and they wouldn't so they they were like Mm. why would i stop celebrating this woman who you know mean encompasses good things she's gonna watch over my children and if my child somehow unfortunately passes because you know there's disease and famine and other things because it's the 1400s and you (laughs) die by the age of seven (laughs) (laughs) you like they did what what is it that sometimes they didn't give you a name right until you reach like a certain age because they're like all right You've no attachments least, until you're at least 10. <laughs> yeah, like you found some immunity. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they wouldn't uh unfollow her essentially because they're just like, no, like I'm not gonna denounce this, which this makes sense for the Catholic that's church gonna protect to, me yeah. and like you know, bring sure. me good fortune and whatnot. And so they call them uh the perched in like like worst like the worshipers like the perched in and so to strike fear into these folks to like start to migrate them they started to morph birchta into uh frau perchta like Makes this sense. evil crone lady that's gonna come and slit your fucking belly open and that's, stuff you with pebbles and stomp on you that's disgusting you <laughs> yeah like, that's a disgusting like switch yeah like this so they're gonna make her scary right and so by 14 that's like beyond scary though (laughs) the leave it to the catholics to really strike fear in the hearts they're like you know like like rulers and everything you know um but yeah you can only worship this way so we're gonna mm -hmm. turn all your happy positives into all the paganism like, into like wow that's crazy the devil santa um, satan i mean <laughs> santa satan 
But yeah, so in 1468, the Catholic Church, after changing her name into Perchta, outlawed the cult of Perchta, so these Perchtan uh, followers, via the Thesaurus Pauperum, which to me sounds like a dumbass book that the Catholics <laughs> came up with that has apparently acceptable behaviors uh, like medicinal um, uh, recipes and then regular recipes. And these are like all things that were collected apparently over several, seven centuries by like various priests and shit. So, um, mm. so in 1468, they're like, all right, no more worshiping Perchta, you know, or Perchta. We like, should we should bring her back. So she has made it like a comeback, much like Compass, I would say, um, which is cool. But uh, and in 1750, Birchton was officially known as Frau Perchta, a scary crone that comes and slits your belly, as I mentioned before. Jesus. Yeah, uh, but like, oh, and so in the 12th century, she also became apparently they've just like tacked on more stuff that they're like so again she doesn't like liars and so she would go after children who have lied and Ooh. would apparently scrape their eyes out with glass oh my i was just God. like so my my notes are like so metal like <laughs> wow uh yeah that would get me to never lie i i that's I would have had my eyes scraped out so long ago. Uh, <laughs> and then in again in the 19th century, what I was talking about with J- Jacob Grimm of the Grimm's brothers with the their their fairy tales, right? Mm-hmm. Um details perched and like the ugly and the pretty and birchta, like seeing this dichotomy and like this like duality essentially. Um and that much like Krampus knocked and Raw knocked would go out and scare spirits away. So like mm-hmm. uh, nowadays, like it's much like I like how Jimmy Fallon calls it Krampus Con of like mm-hmm. in Austria where they like dress up as Krampus, you know, and like go through the city that like now she's made a comeback and um, people will dress up as her like, um, you know, very specific cities within Austria will will dress up as her and and go through this go as through the, the, the creepy on version. Doors. Yeah. The, okay. So um there's like various like depictions of how she looks. There's some that looked look creepy, but like she's slightly pretty, but like still like more on the creepy side. So mm. So yeah, my question is to everybody listening, um, would, if, if Frau Perchta was to knock on your, your door tonight, would you get a coin or would you have some, uh, some work to do before you get your belly slit? So. I would definitely have my belly slit. Like, oh, me too. I would be like, she would she probably wouldn't even finish knocking at this no. point. She'd just be like, just come over here. I mean, she would just see the Halloween pumpkin still sitting <laughs> out on my front door. Same. I, <laughs> Along with my Christmas lights. <laughs> um, I just take my Halloween pumpkins as like, I'm just trying to get ahead and I'm just letting them rot. So that way 
I get a pumpkin patch next year because the more I try to grow pumpkins, the less that they do. But when I don't try as hard, the more hap the like more happens, like yeah. more magic happens. So mm-hmm. less is more. Yeah. That's what I would tell Frau Perch to be like, less is more, man. So and if you want to listen to a really great podcast about Frau Perchta and like also have like a story kind of like woven through um, mythical monsters uh, was a phenomenal. Uh, that's the name of the podcast. They have an episode called Frau Perchta that was like really good. They, Very she cool. has this whole story about a girl named Anna. So Ooh. And her her dead child, and she gets in trouble with Frau Perchta. So, oh, but yeah, that's what I I I have on a very fun and scary. That's terrifying. <laughs> that is absolutely terrifying. The belly slitter, as she's My also God. known. <laughs> um, and I did look up Epiphany for January sixth is based on historical findings and biblical references. Most scholars believe the baby Jesus was born between the 4th and 6th BC, the earliest reference to Epiphany as a Christian feast. So, yeah. Does that sound so, right? That, to they me think that right Jesus's birthday was somewhere around this time. These I it was July. Days. I don't know. We are. It's a made-up book, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're. Yeah, I don't. Anyway, enough about that because we're clearly not the experts on that one. Yeah. At all. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. And then I'll talk. I am just going to read two stories. Um, yeah, from this book called The Yule Lads by brian let me see if i can read this pilkington pilkington brian pilkington the yule lads um so the first one i'm going to talk about is grilla grilla it reminds me of uh the pickles that i get that are like I call them griyoyos. <laughs> They're like grillos. That's oh. how I imagine that this person's name is spelled. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I have to take off my glasses so I can read because I'm old. Um, and I'm debating on doing fun facts first and then the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she rem- allude to any of the like do they help us understand any bit of the story i kind of feel like it does so fun facts can, fun yeah. facts so i'll do that first uh and she reminds me of your broad but maybe less intense <laughs> you <laughs> um, should definitely call frau perched uh broad when she comes to your door oh yo broad what up no you're I that broad i just learned about Fuck you. <laughs> i wonder what she would do with like meeting some of like the sassy women of today if they'd be like fuck you brought i'm not spinning that shit that's why you got like i'm a busy bitch it, like i'm busy yeah like if somebody would be like she'd be like wait what I'm, I, you just know take, maybe she'd just take out her knife right there and just probably 
do or she you could any. be understanding like times have changed i don't so again she does like work-life balance and it was funny in that podcast yeah. episode they're like that the the host was like but would Frau Persia necessarily agree with like our work culture of today? Like work, 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 you know? So. Right. Who knows? So um, let's, let's learn a little bit about Garilla. 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 By the way, I like how I can definitely see your fingers doing the expand. Listen. <laughs> like, the widening. Listen, you shut your damn mouth. Yeah. All right. Uh, so sometimes she's depicted as having three heads, each as ugly as the next. She also has like the long hook nose. What's up with the hooked nose? I don't know. And she's really, really hairy too. Like spindly hair, wiry hair, but her, uh, arms are really hairy and she's got really, really long fingernails. Um, like Hazel the witch. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and the official Icelandic word for icicle is, oh boy, grulurkti or gorula's candle. So that's oh. an icicle. Oh my gosh. Which kind of makes sense seeing her fingernails. I can show you. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, not unlike the devil, she has hooves instead of feet, though the devil's hooves are cloven. Mm. Gorilla has an eye in the back of her head. This oh, enables, yeah. I know, of course she does. This enables her to ha- keep a 360 degree lookout. The poor children don't stand a chance, which is funny because isn't that like what all moms say? Yeah, I've got eyes in the back of my head. Yeah, so I wonder if that's where it comes from. That'd be interesting, yeah. And they call her an ogress. Ogress? Ogress. So she's kind of like a female ogre. Hmm. Um, She is recorded in the 13th century as having 15 tails. This later becomes 15 tails with 100 sacks on each and 20 on each 15 tail tails and 20 children in each sack damn so this is also showing like how large yeah i was is. like is she the, like the size of a fucking volcano icelandic yeah. volcano <laughs> pretty much <laughs> like, pretty much <laughs> just reminds me of troll hunter i don't know why let me just see this like giant thing being like troll yeah um yeah well yeah i mean she kind of is all right so this is the story Ooh, of griyo yo the what (laughs) of griyo yo griyo yo that's her (laughs) new nickname the harshness of the winters and the poor and simple living conditions of the icelanders over the centuries did not hinder the development of fine literary imagination as a result, Icelandic folktales are richly endowed with ogres, elemental beings, monsters, and their like. The most loathsome and hideous ogress of all is the giant troll Garula. 
She first appeared in the 13th century manuscript, has made regular appearances since then, and is now an infamous figure familiar to all Icelandic children. There have been many different descriptions given of her over the years, each one more horrible than the last. As mother to the Yule lads, Grilla plays an important part in Icelandic Christmas tradition. Apart from looking hideous, which is terrible, she has, it seems, a real craving for stewed children. That's my favorite. So she has a a legit baby cooking pot. She does. So unlike your person, broad. <laughs> your broad, <laughs> your broad, who, who protects the children unless she's the virgin, 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 <laughs> splitting your stomach open. Yeah, this one eats boiled children. Mm. Uh, not just any old child, though. It has to be a naughty, lazy, or rude one. Over the years, she became quite handy to parents as a threat and was regularly used as a warning to badly behaved children. Gorilla sets off as Christmas approaches, a sack over her shoulder, ravenous for naughty boys and girls. Whether she'll enjoy a feast or go hun- hungry will depend on how good the little one's behavior has been over the past year. One story has her dying of starvation because the children behaved so well. That would but, never happen. <laughs> yeah. But she is born again, at least in stories, each and every Christmas, and will no doubt continue to be for many centuries to come. Man, all I got to say is like, how fucked up is the U.S.? so hell-bent on capitalism that all we get is santa claus and like they're like if you're not good you're not getting any presents this year you're getting coal versus the rest of the world that's like if you're a snot-nosed child you're gonna get put in this sack and you're gonna get beaten with a stick and chains <laughs> and you're probably gonna go end up in a baby cook cooking pot and be or dragged to hell <laughs> or dragged yeah. to hell like yeah like, leave it to those countries to really instill, like, that's probably why their children are a lot more well-behaved. Aren't, brat, aren't fat brats? <laughs> Sorry, but it's Speaking true. from the two people who have apparently no, copious no. amounts of children, <laughs> not. <laughs> We're oh, just lazy, fat assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder... I wonder what babies taste like. Um, <laughs> Tender. Yeah. Like, is it like veal? I don't know. I've never had veal. That's why you've been a vegetarian for like eons. Listen, I don't know <laughs> if that was a compliment or not. Um, but yes, that is true. Uh, yeah. I wonder if I, I have to ask my dad if. My parents ever took me to a Krampus parade in Germany. Mm. They lived there until I was born there and lived there until I was five. That'd be fun to see if you had a, like, if he has any pictures of you. I know. I wonder. But he does. Krampus con. I know. I I wonder. Huh. I'm curious about that. But, uh, or the perched uh but i don't know if there's parades 
Yeah, and I know it's like specifically like Bavarian, like Southern Germany, and then Austria. I yeah, but like I, Krampus is also very Austrian. Yeah, I, thought, I was closer so. to Southern Germany. So, so the next one is the Yule Cat. Meow. I know. I'm gonna do the sound effects for you. Oh, geez. <laughs> Uh, so this was this little note in here in this book says Icelandic winters can sometimes dump an accumulated snowfall several meters deep capable of covering homesteads and at time at times whole villages without a trace in the past some of the more isolated farms would have been cut off for months on end so I think this and is thus like... begins like the shining <laughs> and <laughs> And gigantic little cats. Yeah. So the cute little kitty Yule cat. Probably not so cute. Not I guess. so cute. I mean, I would still attempt to try and pet it. <laughs> How did Tally die? She tried to touch the Yule cat. And it slashed my belly open. <laughs> Guts poured everywhere. Pretty much. So there weren't really any fun facts about the Yule cat in here. Um, however, it's a cute story too. I'm down for a cute story. As if Gorilla and all her mischievous offspring were not enough, the poor Icelandic children have to contend with the Yule cat as well. A grossly overgrown house cat turned feral. It is cold, mean, and ravenous as well. Instead of hunting mice like normal-sized feline, it preys upon children, but not just any children. <laughs> the Yule Cat is quite discerning, choosing only those who haven't recently been given something new to wear. So this cat is like Damn. a snobby little bitch. I mean, that that tracks with usual like cat-like behavior of being snotty assholes so. right right totally like does. ew charlotte doesn't have anything new to wear yeah. <laughs> i think i'm gonna go kill her and eat her but i'm gonna eat her alive yeah because you know yep. cats would do that they're, <laughs> they're gonna just like play with you and bat you around uh-huh i know uh okay so it sulks across the frigid winter landscape it's yellowy green eyes glowing in the dark its teeth are sharp and its claws drawn ready to pounce on any poor unsuspecting children whose uncaring parents have failed to provide them with a fresh item of clothing for Christmas. This is interesting that this story kind of puts the power back in the hands of the children, by the way. I know, because it's, I mean, and also, <laughs> what if your parents are poor? Like, come on. And then you're going to, but you're going to pounce on the child, not on the parents. But yeah. you're right. So it does make the parents buy you some new clothes. Yeah. So you would think like, this look, would be mom like and an dad. Amazing. If I can't get that new jacket, <laughs> I'd be like, "Jokes on you, little kid. I never wanted kids, anyways." So, <laughs> but it's it is Bye. kind of funny. It seems like an American story, like because we always want so many. We have so many things mm -hmm. and never satisfied. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> 
Nobody knows where it comes from or where it goes, but on Christmas Eve, when the candles were lit, the Yule cat would peer in through the window. If it saw each child of the household clutching a parcel containing something to wear, it would hiss and scowl and continue on its evil way. Keeping warm in the Icelandic winter was, and still is, the number one priority. Children in the not-so-distant past were called upon to help with the preparation and production of new garments. <laughs> Little child oh, labor laws. That's cool. The spinning, weaving, knitting, and sewing were performed to some extent by children. Until fairly recently in Iceland, all clothing came direct from the sheep. The wool had to be washed, combed, and spun before it was painstakingly crafted into a garment. It was a long, arduous process. To make sure the children worked hard and concentrated while they all huddled around the light of a meager flame, adults would put the fear of God into them with horrific tales of the Yule Cat. One wonders whether a simple ploy would produce results today with homework. I thought that was kind of cute. These days, every good Icelandic parent still makes sure that at least the very at the very least there is a new pair of socks or gloves for the kids at Christmas time, just in case. Because on long, dark, windy winter nights, a faint, sinister caterwauling can sometimes be heard. I don't know how to do the sound effects for caterwauling. My guess is that's that's exactly my my thought. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I am probably with you. I would probably go and try and pet this fucking cat, and then. Get but my it's gigantic. It's supposed out with to be glass. Right. Yeah. So fucking metal. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, yeah, so the Yule I Cat, like how, Gorilla, and Perchta. I like how all these stories also had mostly like weaving or like some sort of like spinning, you know. They like did. With, with them. Obviously, there's an underlying theme here. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and also cold air, you know, first of all, it's an old story. So everybody made their own clothes. Yeah. And it's cold. So wool. I mean, I'm wearing, I love this sweater that I got. I'm obsessed with it and I never want to take it off. <laughs> and it's a handmade merino wool sweater from Ireland. Nice. Obsessed with that Irish company. Yeah. Just don't fuck it up and uh, put it in the dryer. No, I won't. Well, it even don't says. Don't fuck it up, because- Tom. No, he's That's not usually... allowed to touch it. But it, they even say like you don't really have to ever wash it because of the lanolin oils within the mm-hmm. sweater. Like you could just set it outside. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I'm like, I don't know. I got stinky German pits. We'll, <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> My BO is pretty bad. So, <laughs> so we'll see. But um yeah so that's all I got yeah I just decided I don't know I thought about doing history and stuff but I thought I you know Christmas story Christmas story time I like it yeah you guys can listen to this episode like maybe around like a 
a nice cozy fire with a cup of tea roasting some chestnuts chestnuts on wait no 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 on an open fire uh-huh. i'm drinking tea that i made myself Ooh, not the mugwort tea i do need to give you some i want to try some because yeah. i want some crazy dreams <laughs> i did try sleeping with my mugwort bundle underneath my pillow for the last full moon that we had that was a cold moon that was supposedly like a really big deal yeah and i had zero dreams mm. so and i'm gonna take it internal yeah and i'll give you the tincture too yeah yeah so we can get all crazy see i already have freaky dreams so i wonder if mine would just be normal then or if they would just go test it find out insane. I'm a little concerned about that. <laughs> what happened to Tally? She went insane. Yes, yeah, it's possible. But well, this episode is our last one before I believe Yule. So have Yule, your house have clean, a good Yule. Have your shit spun. Have your all things squared away. So that way you're all prepped and ready for when all these scary things decide to come out between the 21st and Epiphany. <laughs> the 6th. So. Be careful who's knock, knock, knocking at your door. Ooh. Pray for a coin. Yep. So. Until then. Keep gazing into the unknown. Yay. Bye. Bye.